ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. I'm doing all right. Praise God. Oh, We've had a good day. Folks, welcome. We're on show number six of the Six Show Marathon. And we've got all the shows updated for you. If you're coming in late, please be sure and check the archive and pick up the shows you've missed. And I'm excited once again to be with you tonight and be able to bring back to you Brother Peter Whiffen. In ancient times, they would have called him Petros. <laughs> Brother from Gold Coast, how you doing? All right, it's uh, been pretty warm here on the Gold Coast in Australia, like Florida weather, and uh, it's been pretty good. So uh, we're going all right. I got my my daughters in at the hospital, uh, having a baby. Brother, so she's for the wow, the man. You're gonna be a granddaddy. I'll be a granddad. How about that, eh? What do they call you over in Australia? Do they call you uh, Papa, Granddad, Papa? What's the name over there, down under? Um, all of those names, but uh, my my little one, I've got one granddaughter already, and uh, she calls me Poppy. Poppy? Poppy. Wow. <laughs> Poppy, yeah. What about Pappy? Like that. Do they call you Pappy <laughs> over there sometimes? Uh, not really, not really. Mainly... <laughs> Grandpa, granddad, uh, and uh, Poppy. You know, it's interesting so, uh, what uh, what kids lean towards. You know, my grandfather, I called him granddad. My brother called him Papa. And um, I thought about that. Why did he call him that and I called him that? I don't know. But you know what? Kids let them choose their name, right? They'll come up with a cool name. They, but, yeah, whatever they're uh, comfortable with. And, <laughs> you know, it's cool. It's nice. Brother, congratulations. Uh, How many children do you have? i got four. And uh, all daughters. Uh, youngest is 15, and the, this oldest one is uh, 30, and uh, she's a youth pastor, or in the youth leadership. Wow, brother. And, uh, awesome. She's a blessing. And how many, grand, blessing. how many grandchildren do you have? One, and one on the way now, so that's two. <laughs> brother, one of the other two. About to come out. That's awesome. Well, brother, you're a blessed man, and we're blessed to be with you today. Folks, welcome. As I promised, uh, the time has arrived. We've got Peter Whiffen from the Gold Coast. If you missed last week, man, that was a fantastic teaching as always, and I want to encourage you to get it. Well, Brother Peter, would you like to open up your show in prayer today? Okay, that's a privilege. 
Uh, dear Father God in heaven, we, we love you and praise you. We thank you for everything you're doing, for your righteousness, for your glory, and fixing, the, fixing us all up, fixing the whole of the creation. We thank you, Father God, for your love. We ask for it to be spread aboard in our hearts. We would ask also that we be granted to know the truth and that we receive a love of the truth. And we would ask also that we receive today our inheritance that's been given to us in the last will and testament of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask, dear Father God, that all the enemies that are warring against us be bound and that their plans be foiled and that we be given power that was promised. We receive that power over all the works of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. I say amen to that. Well, Welcome, everybody. Exploits, hey? <laughs> it sure has. It's the mic is yours. Here, man. Oh, golly. <laughs> We've been having some exploits. So, uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, uh, some big battles going on. And uh, it seems to be the year of it. Uh, it's off to a head, head running start. The year of the battles. And uh, to get prepared and get going and get moving in the uh, in the battle this year that seems to be the the feeling here and uh, <laughs> to my surprise where so the year has opened up fighting we've come out of the corner of the ring fighting <laughs> you know I was just uh, thinking today it's the 17th of 2018 uh, almost been a month since Christmas Time is flying, and uh, in America, the stock market is an all-time high. People wonder how high it will go. Crypto coins are crashing, which can be good. If you got in late, you can always uh, scoop them up when they go real cheap. You don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Um, that's just the financial market, but there's a lot going on on a lot of fronts, and truly, it's an exciting time to be alive. And um, last time on this program... Peter, you told us about some of the adventures coming back um, on a uh, cruise that you, you took, bring a boat back, and uh, we got into some about the Lord's Table and just started to talk about the milk. Where would you like to go today? Well, well let's um, let's have a look at some interesting things that we've been learning on, um, on uh, legal rights and... Um, on how the uh, how the the evil spirits uh, seem to be able to get into people, and um, how we can uh, guard ourselves for them not to come in again once we cast them out. And uh, it's very interesting when we when we look at um, Adam, the way he was made. Uh, I was thinking about it, and God breathed into Adam. Now Adam wasn't alive at that point, but but uh, Adam was able to receive the Spirit of God, even being dead, like he wasn't alive. And the Spirit came in, and the miracle, uh, Adam became a living soul. And uh, we know that, the, that the, the mud made up the body. We're made from the chemicals of the earth. So the, so the body's telling us, and we're seeing from the story there, that our bodies are made to hold spirits. 
and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about, you know, um, why, how can they get in? And, and um, you know, a lot say you've got open doors or you've had open doors and et cetera, et cetera. And I think that the main door that was opened was Adam, us being before we're born again in his seed. And as seeds in him, we were part of the agreement from eating from the tree that um, allowed permission to know evil. Thank God God put the good side on there, but the one that is the worst is knowing evil. And the knowing uh, means the entry of evil. So the uh, uh, our father up there, Ape, uh, our father up there, um, Adam, opened the door for evil to come in. So that's that's to me that's um, demonic possession. If if we go further in the book of Genesis, we see the story of Cain and Abel. And by the way, Cain's name means possession. Uh, you know, God's giving a message in the names there. So. Um, Rather, he killed means breath. So you could say possession kills the, the breath or the life. And um, so uh, it wasn't just his brother that died. It was all the potential bloodline from his brother. Had Adam have died before he had children, we wouldn't have existed. So in that way, one, one person dying back then was like, and even now, cuts off a family line, a bloodline. So um, the spirits uh, are there, and God told Cain that, that sin is at the door, and um, you should rule over him, by the way. It's a him, and his desire is for you, a his, a personality. God is calling sin there a person. I believe that was the fallen angels, um, as the Nephilim weren't made yet. So that's the, the Baal side, the Lord side of the demonic realm, which is the Lord's, the fallen angels side. And we see the prophets of Baal further on down in the, uh, as the accounts go on. So we have here sin, a person is lying at the door. So the door, I believe there, is the door of our approval. What we say yes to. And what we say no to. Further on down in the in the scriptures, it says the keys to the kingdom of heaven is what we bind or loose, and the binding is 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 not allowing, and the loosing is allowing. Um, you know, you say, you children, you can't go out and play after dinner. Um, that's disallowing. They're bound to stay home now. So, um, with this understanding that we've been made to hold spirits. And now the door was opened by Adam for spirits to come in uh, and the body accepts them because it's been made to hold spirits in that way that the whole world got demonized. This demonization of the whole world got that bad that it um, caused the flood and it was the demonization of nature as well. We look at uh, the text saying that... Uh, that, that all flesh was corrupted. <clears throat> so um, the corruption is the the spiritual corruption, which is a life coming, another life coming involved in uh, a body where there's two lives in a body now or multiple lives in a body, where we go to the story of Legion where there was 3,000 proven uh, because of the sheep committing, uh, the sorry, the pigs committing suicide 
showed that pigs don't normally commit suicide. So that at least that many pigs had one demon in them each that came out of the demoniac. So in this way, uh, there is uh, an open door, the door in uh, the Adamic family of the first Adam. And uh, Jesus, as we know, explained in the text there that the um, when, a, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, he goes through dry, we've heard this before, of course, he goes through dry places. But there's some things there to pick up on if we look at that uh, focused we'll see that um, <clears throat> the spirit uh, comes back with seven more wicked and they easily enter that man again. And um, that the man's condition before they entered is clean. So um, one could say he's swept clean, he's, he's demon-free and um, he's in pretty good shape. Um, you know, maybe he's not sinning anymore, but they can just come straight back in. So I'm thinking, why? And, and then I noticed that the demon said they come and they see their house swept clean. So it's a question of who owns the house. And um, the house was given by Adam by eating from the tree, saying, I want to do a deal with evil to know it. So um, this is the uh, right of demons just to enter people. The... Uh, uh, we're not talking about the saved believers, by the way, but we're talking about the world in general. So the scripture says in another place that the spirit of this world is at work in all those that are disobedient, which means the demons have really got a free reign on everyone in the world and are working in them. Uh, we know they work incognito, they hide, they talk in the third person and they um, maneuver that person uh, like pulling the strings and um, uh, they cause a person's emotions to be lost or, or to loose. It says in Job 30, they cause their reins to be let loose. Uh, the reins, meaning our self-control, uh, we lose it. People say, I lost it. I don't know what come over me. So this is the uh, condition of man uh, in the first Adamic race. And as we were talking last time, we we're talking about the second Adamic race, which is a which is a bloodline uh, from Adam through Mary, but the father's seed uh, is the one that counts uh, for righteousness. Uh, why does the father's seed count for righteousness? And uh, it's the little misunderstood doctrine of uh, the man is the is the head, and God has made uh, marriage a type and shadow, I believe, of the gospel where we can actually live the gospel in marriage and uh, as an example. And in Numbers chapter 30, it says that the man has the right to allow or disallow the, the vows or agreements of the wife and the daughter, not the son, but the wife and the daughter. I believe the son has to run his own household. So um, that being a type and shadow of God in the church, I believe, and Israel, is that God holds... Uh, the head, he holds the righteousness safe in his hands over the uh, body, which is the church. So what I'm getting at here is that um, once we are born again into Jesus Christ, the Son of God's family, we are a different bloodline. We are now translated into the bloodline of, of uh, Jesus. So our old bloodline, it doesn't count anymore. 
And along with it goes the contracts in the old bloodline, the Adamic contract to know evil. So what we have there is, is the legal right has gone um, with the baptism, the raising, uh, dying and raising with Jesus and the being born again in another bloodline uh, where we are the body. Uh, the scripture says we are not our own. Uh, we've been bought with a price. And if we are not our own, then we have no say on our righteousness. The uh, religion will say, uh, which the devil promotes, will say our righteousness. But the Lord Jesus said, seek his righteousness. So to be clear, um, to be clear about it, we, we, we need to understand what is, um, or it's good to understand, what has happened with the new birth in terms of legal rights of demons. Is what we're talking about mainly on the program here is about the the fighting of demons. So um, I started to put this in action, and uh, I found a very powerful, very powerful key, and it is um, asking the spirits, whose body is it, and not making the statement, but using the question, you spirit, whose body is this, and wait for the answer. We command you to bow. See, at the name of Jesus, we know every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. So when we command the Spirit to bow to the name of Jesus, not to us, to the name of Jesus, and ask the Spirit to confess who owns this body. Now, I've had mainly the answers which people who are born again, the answer is a very strained Jesus. When a spirit is confessing that Jesus owns the body, it is now not the house swept clean and they find their house. They're admitting that it's not their house. So the legal rights of entry are gone uh, as far as who owns the body. Now, the question is, as custodians of the body, we're the temple of the living God. Don't you know that you should offer your body as a living sacrifice? If we have offered our body to demons uh, as the custodian, uh, we need to get out of that contract. And um, these are, this is the open door of bowing to idols, um, cursed objects, uh, any agreements, confessions, uh, oaths. Uh, the devil said that he worked, uh, Jesus said the devil works by oaths. So uh, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Anybody ask you anything else is from the evil one. So in Numbers chapter 30, it says the husband can disallow the vow of the wife and daughter being type and shadow of Israel and the church, I believe. So the husband is Jesus, the head, holding the righteousness and the, and the wife is us, whether male or female, being the body of the church, the body of Christ, being, being built up into one. <clears throat> so the righteousness is in the hands of the head. Now, how can we see this? It's all right talking about things, but, but let's see the, the, the principle uh, uh, in action. Because we can go up and we can see here in... Um, uh, in Genesis, 
it play out. You know, I often wondered why God made Adam first and then said it wasn't good for him to be alone, and, and I thought he's made a mistake. And then I realized it's not a mistake. It's what God planned all along. And he actually has preached the gospel uh, with, this, uh, with this knowledge of uh, the doctrine of two are one flesh and one is the head, and the one that's the head can keep the, the other one safe. Uh, we see here that um, uh, the snake, the snake says to uh, to Eve. Uh, uh, now the serpent was uh, Genesis chapter three. We've heard all this, but if we look at it in detail, we'll learn something. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, God Elohim, had made, and He said unto the woman. Yea, had God Elohim said, "Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, this, the serpent had spelt this out correctly, because that's what God had said. But let's have a look at what the woman said. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God Elohim has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, here she made a fundamental error. Can anyone see the error? She added to the instruction a logical extension to the truth is what I call this. And it's happening today in all sorts of doctrines, in all sorts of ways, everywhere. So uh, we would be wise to try and spot these logical extensions to the truth because in this uh, account, it, it, it caused Eve to die by uh, error. Uh, she said, neither shall ye touch it. Now, nowhere did God say you couldn't touch it. So um, she's extended the truth and now opened herself up for the testing of God to, to test that God is wrong. And logically, now God is wrong because let's see what happened in her eyes. God is wrong. So the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. I bet you the snake said, wow, here we go. For God Elohim does not know in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit. She picked it. When you pick it, you touch it. So she's now tested God on a lie, on error, on wrong doctrine. Then she took of the fruit, and then she's knowing that she hasn't died, and she did eat. And did eat. Now, when she ate, she didn't die. It took Adam to eat, the whole flesh, because Eve was made for the rib of Adam. So the whole flesh had to eat for the judgment to fall. And in this way, the Lord Jesus Christ is the other part of our flesh, is the body of the church. We're just the body. We're not the head. So Adam was the head. Jesus is the head. And Jesus is not eating, even though the whole church is different times eating and running amok. So his righteousness is keeping us safe. So when... Um, he, and, and gave also unto her husband and with her, and he did eat. 
and the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew they were naked. So what naked means um, exposed. You know, when you've got no clothes on, you're, you're exposed to the weather. So I always look at Romans chapter 1 that, that says that the invisible attributes of God can be clearly seen from the creation, from things that are made. How is it that we're the only creature really without clothes and uh, need clothes to, to survive and um, without clothes we feel the nakedness, we feel the elements, we feel uh, we get sunburned or frozen and all these things. So it is the nakedness that is the exposure to be demonized that's happened there. So uh, what we have now is the door that was opened by Adam is closed by Jesus. And when we're born again, there's no legal right um, that can be claimed automatically by uh, Satan because we are now the body of Jesus Christ, not our own. So this is a, a good confidence when um, casting out spirits to, to insist that they come out uh, the, by the way, the, the new birth uh, handles the sins of the fathers, the curses of the fathers, because the bloodline is cut and a new bloodline we are born into. Yet we may, still may be pursued by the damage of the curse of the fathers, the spirits still pursuing uh, because of those curses, and the sickness is still there because of those curses. And this is where the kingdom of heaven comes in, in healing and deliverance and the restoration of the of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ from uh, whatever uh, condition a person is when they when they're saved, also from whatever condition they are in while they are uh, after they are saved, where they have bowed down and given their authority over to demons. Um, how can we bow and give our authority to demons? Now, this can happen known or unknown. Um, you know, we can get a statue of Buddha there, set it up in the house and kneel down to it and ask Buddha to be our God. And um, the devil will say, thank you very much, and, and he'll put his spirits into us and uh, we're in a bad way. Or there can be some subtle way where we've um, gone somewhere and run through a fire tunnel. You know, when you run through a fire tunnel... You can uh, bow uh, as you run through, and you're really submitting to everyone along that tunnel and every demon in everyone along that tunnel. And known or unknown, spirits can transfer there. So through subtle practices, um, submitting, and uh, the Scripture says to lay hands on someone not suddenly, you know, um, be careful who lays hands. Um, there's a tendency everywhere. Oh, lay hands on your sister. You lay hands on me or everyone lay hands on everyone else or all join in a circle and hold hands. Uh, what happens if there's a witch there that's there? <laughs> you, you can get a passenger that you didn't want, you know. So we know back up in the story of Joshua where the, where the Gibeonites did a, a deal with Joshua by trickery. And that deal stood. God changed everything for the Gibeonites. He even went to their help and supported them forever with that covenant. And so uh, covenants are very important. And um, 
where we've uh, joined organisations, uh, purchased something, ate with someone, <coughs> someone's gossiping, we agree with the gossip, that's, that's like an agreement. All sorts of subtle ways, and we should not be unaware of the devil's devices. But we can offer our agreements up to God, like it says in Numbers 30, on the day that he hears it, he being the father uh, of the household, he can forgive the vow. So we can pray, Dear Father God in heaven, please receive all my vows that I've made, known and unknown. Even in dreams we can do vows and contracts. And uh, I've had people get delivered uh, for vows they've made in dreams where they've agreed to something happening in a dream and haven't uh, asked God to forgive them and overturn the contract of agreement there. So... Um, <clears throat> The legal right is the approval, and the we are kings, uh, says in Revelations, we are made kings and priests unto God. So we are kings, and what we agree to and proclaim frames a law around ourselves, like a king makes a proclamation. Now, these things uh, stand unless they are overturned by the king of kings. And the king of kings will not overturn them because of righteousness unless we give them to him to overturn. So that's our safety valve. So those that have been looking for deliverance and seem not to be able to find it may find relief in um, confessing their, um, their vows and asking God, read Numbers chapter 30 entirely and you'll see the principle there. And we see it here in Genesis where Eve's eyes didn't open until Adam ate. Had Adam not have eaten, the, uh, I believe the penalty of eating from the tree would not have fallen on the whole of mankind. But um, <clears throat> this is the, what is showing now that Jesus is our righteousness. Uh, there's this passage that says, I wish all Israel would be saved, uh, says Paul, uh, they, they have a zeal for God. See, a zeal for God is not good enough. It is a zeal for God without knowledge. And they are trying to get a righteousness of their own and have not submitted to the righteousness that, that is of God. And this is the submission to, to the righteousness that is of God. And, and what is that righteousness that is of God? What, what does it mean to submit to the righteousness that is of God? So... Um, I was thinking about that, and, and what it is is um, through one man, sin entered the world, and through one man, sin is being dealt with. So the righteousness that is of God is the repair, the restoration of the creation. That's his glory, re restoring what he originally intended and um, doing away with the corruption. So when we... Realize that we're corrupted and we and that we're being restored, allowing uh, uh, God to to fix our problems, fix our re and restore us is submitting to the righteousness that is of God. Um, so this is the open door. Uh, main open door is uh, all caused by our agreement. Um, we're made to follow as sheep, so we have an agreement to, to follow uh, God and righteousness and love, who is love, or an agreement to follow the devil, 
and and go for the wages of sin, and and that's uh, that's the choice, and our choice is the open door. So um, up until when we get saved, everyone is naked. Every, everyone needs the covering like God made the covering of the animal skin for Adam and Eve. Everyone needs the covering, but not everyone is covered until they're born again. And once we're born again, we can put on the full armor of God where the armor is necessary. Some people say you can't get attacked when you get saved and all these sorts of things. And you bet the script, uh, Apostle Paul saying you need armor. So the, the necessary for armor suggests that there is an attack happening. Now, we've heard that um, praying the armor, I, I pray in the morning, I put on the helmet of salvation, take up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, etc. Well, I say we must live the armor. We have to live. Faith without works is dead. So, so to put on the belt of truth, we must be seeking and loving the truth and be appointed to truth and have the truth and be living the truth. To put on the shield of faith, we, we have to be having our faith. Put on the helmet of salvation is the hope of salvation. Realizing that we will never be incorruptible until we've been resurrected. We're sown corruptible and raised incorruptible. At this point, we're walking seeds. The ones born again are in the seeds of Jesus' family. The others in the earth are in the seeds of Adam's family, already dead, already condemned, already open to be demonized. Of course, Satan worries with different people uh, and uh, puts spirits in different ones to do different tasks and... Uh, I think that he looks for an efficiency. Uh, this this week I was praying for a person and the spirits were manifesting and uh, they're saying that this, this person must die. Uh, they must die, they must die, they must die because they they got a call. Uh, they got a call. They're, they're, they're witnessing and saving people. They're, so they must die. And um, I'm praying, well, no, I've, I've got the keys of death in the name of Jesus. Jesus has the keys to death and hell and won them at the cross, so he's given it to us, all authority. And the Spirit's going, the Spirit's going, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Like, uh, what? You're in the way here now. And um, a lot of those spirits came out with their tail between their legs. And uh, <laughs> Brother, that's they, the truth. They, that, uh, we have the... We have through Jesus Christ the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Yes. And we can send these so, devils yeah, right into hell the Lord, right? in the name of Jesus. we got the keys to send them there. We have, man. We've got and, the authority. Uh, and if, I, if we go to the, the scripture that says the job of the church, you know, we, we can look it up. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, I think, verse, Ephesians 3, verse 9 and 10. Let, let's have a look at that one. I'll, I'll look it up here. Praise the Lord. And while you're looking that up, if you're just joining us, we're live with Minister Peter Whiffen. Um, I also like what you said earlier about the demonized pigs. When the demons were casting the pigs, what did the pigs do? They committed suicide. I never saw it until you mentioned that, but that shows us today where suicide comes from. It comes from a demon. 
Just as the demon drove pigs to suicide, people were driven to suicide by demons that come in and convince them that there's no hope. All is lost. There were some even talking about committing suicide this week because of the drop of the crypto coins. Number one, you don't put your faith, trust, and hope in mammon. You put it in Jesus Christ. But by the same token, just because your crypto dropped in value, that's not a reason to commit suicide. But there's demons that would convince people that there's no hope now. They've lost their investment. I say hold on and ride it out. Just hodl. And those demons want to drive them to suicide. Folks, that's the work of demons. Where there's a suicide, there's a demon behind it. To stop suicide, we need to stop the demons with the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And last comment, and give it back to you. You mentioned the armor. I used to do the same thing in error. Folks, you don't pray on the armor. Paul's not talking about a physical armor that you've got to put on every day. You should, you get it as a result of taking on, uh, taking up the word and doing what it says. Shotting your feet with the preparation of the gospel. That's something we do every day when you get in and study to show yourselves approved. The helmet of our salvation. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's done it at the point of uh, receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You don't do that every day. You know, people, people operating in the milk, they need the meat, is what I'm saying here. Let me go back to you, my brother. Continue on. Yeah, praise, praise the Lord. Because, see, we, we live the armor, what, what Shannon's saying. That's and what I mean, yes. We're going to live the armor, man. Uh, it's like uh, uh, being the armor. The armor becomes part of you. Yes. Um, it's interesting about the armor sidetrack, but, uh, but King David, uh, King David was Saul's armor bearer, and um, he was living in the, in the, um, <laughs> in the castle with uh, Saul in, in the king's house, um, being the armor bearer, and he did deliverance. I remember uh, Saul had the demon, and, and uh, I think David went and, and cast the demon out playing his music and all of that. So... Um, uh, then all of a sudden we find David home, back out in the field, like banned, <laughs> nowhere to be found. And uh, it, it's the spirits working in the people that, that get rid of the people doing deliverance, you know. So uh, when David came back, he, and he was going to fight Goliath, and Saul's saying, stick on the armor. David was already familiar with all of Saul's armor, but that armor doesn't work how the armor worked in the... Um, in the field at home, killing the lion and the bear. And um, you, you could say David was doing the meat. See, the, the, the milk and meat, there's another, another understanding that's a little bit, uh, little bit needs extending or, or, or clarifying because the milk needs no skill. That, that's God's love, and that's praying. Uh, I coach people who are just saved or people needing a lot of help in their life to pray every day for the milk. Pray for God's love to come in your life, to come upon your enemies, to come upon all the evil spirits working in your life. Because we see that acted out biblically in um, Judges chapter 4 and 5. So we see there that uh, Deborah, who's the bee sting, you know, the, the bee, um, and the, the hands of the woman, the, the, uh, the lady that's called Mountain Goat, uh, uh, J.L., she, she's administering milk and, and putting to sleep a guy called Battle Array. And Battle Array went to sleep, 
And then she nailed him with a tent peg, which is the judgment, the judgment of the cross. So we have in our hands judgment to nail the judged. Who is the judged? The devil of this world is now judged. He got judged from the cross. The kingdom of darkness got judged from the cross. Jesus identified up there in Luke 20-something when he was being arrested out in the field there. Uh, he said, uh, nevertheless, your hour and the power of darkness. So the power of darkness was arresting him and crucifying him. And the power of darkness now must be crucified. So this is where we raise up, raise up. Don't worry about sins of the fathers too much and about uh, open doors. Because Jesus is the only one who can open a door because he's the righteousness of our righteousness. And God is only trusting it with one man, with him. It's not trusted to us, but we can benefit from it by putting on like a karmat the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's our armor. The righteousness of God is our armor. So uh, once we have that righteousness on, we can call for judgment, which judgment will kill indiscriminately all sinners. So when we call for judgment to come and we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ on, it kills all the demons around us. And they are then executed under orders of what's written against them. Now, where do they go? They are to be put under our feet. That's the pit made for the devil and his messengers, the devil and his angels, is to go to the pit. Once they've gone from the, to the pit, they're banned from this earth, put away to be held to uh, the great judgment, where they'll be cast along with hell into the lake of fire. So our job is to get rid of the spirits out of the earth. Uh, see this, uh, you, you can uh, ask a lot of people, what's the job of the church? Where's the scripture? And they, they don't really know. Um, I haven't found anyone who I've asked who really knew properly that the job of the church is here in Ephesians, which is a terrific book. Uh, but um, if we look at uh, chapter uh, Ephesians chapter 3, um, the grace was given to me, uh, we start at verse 8, the grace was given to me, the least of all the saints, to proclaim to the Gentiles the incalculable riches of the Messiah. Yes, we can't calculate the riches of Jesus because we can't calculate how many children, how many of his children died on the cross and what the bloodline was worth. But anyway, the uh, incalculable riches of the Messiah and to shed light for all about the administration of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created the light, the light of the administration uh, of the mystery. And this is so God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church now. This is the job of the church. God intended that through the church, it says in another version, God intended that through the church that his many-folded mystery will be made known. Through the church to who? To the rulers and authorities in the heavens, according to his eternal purpose, according to our Lord. Now, this is the job of the church is to teach a lesson to the demons. The principalities and powers we're fighting against. This is our job. Some of people think it's all about men. No, the job of the church is about teaching lessons to the principalities, powers, rulers, and authorities 
in the heavenly realms. That's in the air. Of course, all these spirits don't have bodies, so they're in the air. They're floating around bodiless. They lost their arms and legs. They've been made bodiless. So they are also bodiless in people being pirating people or parasiting them. So how do we make known God's many-folded wisdom? This is not a simple wisdom. How do we make it known to these principalities and powers? See, that's the question. So I believe we do that by doing deliverance. Peter, our audio is breaking up just a little bit. Judgment of I want you to hang on a oh, second. Okay. I'm going to call you back and see if we can clear the connection. Hold on. <clears throat> Folks, let's see if we can get a better Skype connection. Stand by. Let's try it again. Hey there, Peter. All right, how's that? Okay, that's sounding good. We're live with Peter cool. Whiffen, coming from the Gold Coast of Australia. Uh, that last part cut off. You want to repeat that again? Basically. Yeah. Okay, so so what we're looking at here in Ephesians is the job of the church. It says uh, that God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church, not by God directly, through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. So God is using the church to teach the demons a lesson. We are his judgment stick as the body to teach the evil spirits, the principalities, powers, Satan himself, a lesson as God has achieved through the Messiah. What is that? What is that lesson? It's the judgment for the blood. It's the blood that overcomes Satan by its judgment. It is also the testimony. What is the testimony? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the testimony. I was thinking about it. It can't be our testimony because we need it to overcome. So we would need to have the testimony of overcoming first to overcome if it was our testimony, the cart before the horse. No, it is the Holy Spirit, the testimony of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel living in us that overcomes the devil with the blood. Why? Because the blood is crying out, where's my children? Where's my bloodline? Someone pay it back. Uh, someone who's guilty, pay. Uh, in Jeremiah it talks about making the um, uh, filling the cup with the dregs, the blood, and making the enemies drink it. So the job of the church is to execute judgment. Uh, this honor have all the saints on the evil spirits. When we do that, we are teaching the evil spirits the many-folded wisdom of God. So um, that is our job. A lot of people think the job of the church is all about people. It's not. It's about the creation. It's about one-third of the angels and the rest of the angels. It's about them seeing the many-folded wisdom of God play out in action. That's why, they, uh, that's why the angels that haven't failed Rejoice at the salvation of one person and think it's amazing how God has done this. And uh, here we are being given the absolute privilege of administrating the glory of God, which is the repair of the creation, I believe. How fantastic is that, man? Psalm 149, 8. 
to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all the saints. Praise ye the Lord. That's what we're called to do. Bind those devils and princes and powers of the air in Jesus' name. Loose the judgments of God on them. Arrest them and take them out of circulation. Don't Amen. leave them. Take those demons out so they can't take your family member out in a body bag. How do we do this? But we bind and loose. We tear we do down this, strongholds. We do, this, we do this because God is guarding our righteousness. It can't be lost. Right? Our righteousness is in him. It can't be lost. We have the promises of Israel as achieved by Jesus. We can't go around the corner of Jesus and get it. We have to get it through him. He harvested it and broken his body to give it to us in the last will and testament, our inheritance of the saints. Once we stand up and realize this, we can have boldness with the devil. We can have boldness with the demons. We can manage them. There is no legal right on the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't you know you've been crucified with Christ? How can the crucified be judged for the crucifixion? No. The devil and men siding with the devil who refuse to be crucified and join Jesus Christ's family have to pay for the cross. This, it's got to be paid for. It doesn't just disappear. Uh, sin doesn't disappear. It must run its course proven by Jesus came and reaped it for us and we reaped it technically and legally in him as as his children now adopted there so uh, there is no legal right for those that turn to God put on the righteousness of Jesus Christ sit down add to your faith virtue and to your and to virtue knowledge you know you follow the steps of that scripture it leads to love and then you are welcome to heaven you will not be cast away you'll be welcome to heaven that's the steps the roadmap to go where is the virtue where is the knowledge where is the brotherly kindness and steps up to love there without reading through it all so praise the lord let's have a look at our job and start doing it and get the truth uh let's put on the belt of truth truth is we've been born again we are not our own don't you know you've been crucified with Jesus Christ? The, the judgment has come upon us in his body. So we now have the right of payback of the judgment on all our enemies. So let's start executing it. You know, I had, I had this really cocky demon, you know, uh, go, I'm immune, I'm immune, I'm immune. <laughs> and... Uh, I use the currency of the kingdom. Hand over your immunity. We buy it with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. But damn it. Yeah, hand it over. I now hereby purchase that immunity with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> no diplomatic <laughs> but, uh, immunity for you, demon. <clears throat> you know, and uh, to the demons that are tuning in tonight, because there are demons assigned to listen to these shows. Yes. Um, I would tell them there's no demon that is safe. Give us enough time, every demon out there will be arrested. Yeah, in amen. Jesus' name. And what we don't get to, the Lord is going to deal with when he comes back. Um, amen. You know, amen. And those demons, you, you all take a little bit of time now and bow. You bow right now, in the name of Jesus. You learn who's the boss, man. You that's bow. right. 
You know, when we're talking about Ephesians 6 and, uh, you know, how many people, including myself one time, thought, you've got to pray it on. Folks, you don't, that's not going to help you to say, I pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the, you know, the Word of God. No, it's talking about the application of these different things. Just saying, I, pray, I pick up the sword of the Spirit, that doesn't do anything. You've got to actually use the sword, which is to speak the Word of God. And it goes yeah. out like a sword to accomplish what it's set forth to do. It's the application of each of these components. Correctly. It's correct. And the application of the church is judgment. You know, uh, Jesus, uh, God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And we think that he's separate. But he's not separate. We are his body. And he told Noah, if you kill man, by man you will be killed. In another place, it says, uh, when, you're, uh, when you've set up your obedience, uh, be ready to revenge all disobedience. Once, you've, once you get yourself delivered, you know, you get yourself set up, get yourself um, equipped. You know, you can't pray on the gospel of peace on both shoes. <laughs> You've got to learn how to, how to share the gospel, how to administrate the gospel. What is the gospel? You know, we, we have to learn what it is. It's not join my clubhouse. I know what it isn't. It's definitely not, you know, join our church. That's not the gospel. It, it's the gospel of peace. You can have peace by being delivered and healed because God loves you. He's restoring you. And we can do that with administrating the kingdom of heaven. It's the gospel of the kingdom. You know, Peter, if someone... Looks back at what Jesus did when the devil tempted him. What did he do? He used the word of the word of God, which is the he sword did. of he the spirit. Truth, man. He, he, yes, he used the truth. See, why don't you yeah. turn these stones into bread? Yes. What did Jesus do? He didn't say, "Let me pick up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God." No, he used the word of God, and he said, "Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God." So. You're going about your day, and all of a sudden, you feel a spirit of fear trying to take you over? You don't say, I pick up the sword of the Spirit, and I smite you? No, you say, you use the sword by speaking it. You say, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. Perfect love casts out fear. That's how you use the sword. You speak it in Jesus' name. Back to you, my brother. Amen, and, amen, and you use it. Love covers a multitude of sin. Yes. The love is the love is the milk. <clears throat> Song of Solomon said, "Come and drink uh, without money, etc., etc." And milk was one of them. Be drunk with love. So milk in Judges four puts the enemy to sleep. So you you spirit of fear, you drink the milk. We call the love of God to come. Amen. Cast you right out. You start using the sword. It's no good just holding on to a sword. You can you know you got to use it. So we're using there the promises of God. In the beginning was the promise. The promise became flesh and dwelt among us. The promise was God. So uh, we need to know those promises in order to use those promises. Now, the, the Bible has the promises in it, and they're to be found and, and, um, and to be get dug out like treasure and held on to and used. You know, once should uh, Google the promises of God that apply to the church and and, and use them and, and learn them and have them in your repertoire. Had Jesus has not been 
using the uh, knowing the scripture, the devil would have had his backside there. So um, he knew the scripture. Um, so you know, for those that are new, uh, newly saved, or battling away, pray first, dear God, I receive a love of the truth, and start reading the scripture. And uh, you know, not even uh, you know, listening to YouTube's or teachers and those things. That's good, but reading the scripture for yourself in prayer in quiet times is so powerful because you can stop and you can look and chew on a little bit of it and just go oh and get a a moment where it where it hits your heart and you and you take it in and uh this is living the belt of truth you know putting it on right absolutely absolutely folks we're live with peter whiffen from gold coast of australia now, I will insert, I do lose the angels of God to pull their swords and attack the demons. They do have swords, and they can do that they in do. the name of Jesus. Whatever you lose, earth is loosed in heaven. But in amen. terms of... And that's, that, that's calling the kingdom to come. Amen. Jesus said, when, when you pray, our Father, which art in heaven, how, how wonderful, hallowed is your name. Amen. And, and God is fighting for his name's sake. He's sending his kingdom for his name's sake, despite us. Send the kingdom, God. Let the angels of God administer justice here. Strike these spirits. And it's the administration of the kingdom. What does an administrator do? He, he writes work orders. You know, he, he orders things to happen. And um, uh, he, he, he commands payment of the debtors. And uh, Psalm 23, he sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. Why? It, it, it's it's got judgment there. That's why, and uh, we have communion every day, and we call in our inheritance, which is daily. So we can't lose it. We can only lose a day's worth. We can't lose our whole inheritance. God who loves us is giving us our inheritance daily. So we call in our inheritance to come. That is the kingdom. The angels to go out and do things for us. Uh, in in terms of putting to sleep the evil spirits that are ruining our life. You know, I don't know how many times I've had evil spirits say, look at their ruined life, look what we've done, and they laugh, you know. So it's not just about us, it's about the spirits working in all the people who deal with us. They have to be put silent in our life, stop their mouth shut. Ask John the Baptist how he died. It was a, an orchestration of um, all these different People influenced by spirits, you know, the, the girl who was supposed to get half a kingdom didn't get anything. She got totally ripped off. So this can happen in our lives. You know, I had one guy, he, he had a very good qualification, couldn't get a job in his qualified field for five and a half years. We prayed to milk and, and he had a job in two weeks. <laughs> wow. He rigged me up and he said, man, I got the best job with this great big construction company and i'm so happy thank you very much one prayer with the milk so the meat the meat is using the milk see it's the land of milk and honey it's not the land of meat <laughs> it's the land of milk and honey milk let's not despise the milk because the milk is god's love coming to earth when we say the kingdom to come we're saying God so loved the world, he sent something. He sent his son. Love is coming. Love is coming. You know, I, I had a person I was praying with, and I called for the love of God. 
<clears throat> the next thing they went, oh, I can feel love all going through me. And it's melting away the shame. So this is the administration of God's love as it is in heaven on earth. You know, everyone that's had a near-death experience and has gone to heaven says they don't want to come back. It's, it's beautiful. So uh, the milk is the love, administrating the love. That's why it's called the land flowing with milk or the land flowing with love. Everything done outside of love doesn't count. <laughs> it's sin. It's wrong. So we have to ask our motives, you know. Are we calling for God's love? Like praying for everyone. We want the best for everyone. Um, there's a lot of witchcraft type prayers go out, you know, by the saints. Uh, praying, you know, my will. Uh, it's not God, your will be done. It's my will. Praying horizontal prayers. You know, make Johnny buy, uh, sell that motorbike, you know, or whatever. Make them pay too much for the car I'm selling or whatever. That, that's got to watch out because, see, the witchcraft going to come back on you. you. Try and play manipulative prayers. You know, a lot of, lot of mums and ladies do this out of the justification of love that they think they know the best for everyone. But that's not the right way to pray. Jesus said, pray not my will, didn't he? He's praying the will of the Father. And if we realize by faith that the will of the Father, the Creator, who look at the size of the universe, I think he's pretty smart to get the best will for us. He's got the best will. He, you know, His way for us is the best way. And um, so this is submitting those that love their life, lose it. Those that lose their life, gain it by losing your life means giving up your life to god to guide your steps praying the best for everyone praying godly prayers you know i think sometimes we're actually turning the sword on ourselves and falling on it because of the way we pray so that's just something to think about ask god to show how to pray the truth and this is using the milk this is love not manipulation you know, manipulation, love cannot be manipulated, right? You can't make someone love you. You can't pay someone to. You, you can ask someone to. It's an agreement. Love even is an agreement. So this is how we get born again, through an agreement, through receiving the offer, an offer and acceptance, an agreement. So we have to watch if we're in agreement with devils. Sometimes we can be praying demon-inspired prayers because we're listening to spirits in our head. How do we know? When it doesn't make sense, when it's wrong, when it's something not right, then we can submit to one another for deliverance. That's the foot washing. You know, you see those ceremonies, they start chatting. <laughs> People washing their feet saying, I'm so humble, you know. Oh, man, give me a bucket. It's, uh, it's, yeah. man. I know a guy geez. who said he met his wife washing her feet. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Cool. All right. Cool. But look, if you're, if you're wash feet, please take off those pantyhose. What's up with that? I don't understand. I'm well, just he saying. He had the gum boots on and he was a farmer. So anyway. <laughs> it is a humbling Praise experience, though, especially if people haven't had a pedicure in a while. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's a, 
Well, Jesus said to Peter, you don't know what I'm doing. But you what, will know later. What was he actually so, doing, though, by um, the washing of feet? Joking aside, it's a very serious thing. What was he doing? I believe he was showing a type and shadow of deliverance. Wow. Why? Why? Because he said, if you don't do this, you have no part of me. And remember, when he says no part of me, he means salvation. His name is salvation. So you could say, if you don't do this, you have no part of salvation. And salvation is a restoration. So what he's saying is, is, is they're clean. Peter said, wash all of me. But Jesus said, you're clean. Yes. But you need to wash. But you need to wash, see? But what it is, is we're clean, but we're still corruptible. Yes. Um, look at the natural, if we take Romans 1, walking in a dirty road, you still go along, but your dusty feet, you know, they sweat and get dust on them. So he, he's saying, pray deliverance. When you have a look at what is the dust, you know, cursed is the ground. So another place it says, wipe off the dust. In other words, keep your curses, you people, because we've offered you peace. You don't want it. It's going to go bad for you. So uh, we don't, we're not going to take any curse away from you. So we'll wash our dust off. But that is a type and shadow of the curse. The water wasn't cursed. It was cursed as the ground for your sake, Adam. Not cursed as the water. So the water is not cursed washing off the curse. And that's deliverance. It's, it's, it's Jesus showing a message naturally where he's painting a picture that says a thousand words. See? He says to Peter, you don't know what I'm doing now, but you will know later. So, so how did Peter not know? He had his foot in the bowl, <laughs> you know. So how did he not know now? It's something else Jesus is talking about there, see. You're helping people get cleaned up through deliverance, you know. Yeah, man. Um, That's what's wrong. Not enough people doing that. Here in Bali, people take their shoes off um, at the door. You don't see anybody tracking in, and most everybody wears flip-flops, but it's a uh, it's an insult to go into someone's house with your shoes on. I'd heard about that, mm -hmm. that they do that in Japan. Never been to Japan, yeah. but saw it down here, and uh, a lot of people walk barefooted, too. I realized how dirty your feet can get. Walking outside, even inside, you know, in between moppings. And you got to rinse those feet. And you get dirty just, you know, just walking. Being part of the world, you're going to pick up demons. You're going to come in contact with them. Yep. Hold on to unforgiveness too long, you'll get a demon. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> uh, sexual soul ties, get demons. The bloodline. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to pick these things up going through this world. What's the remedy? You repent, you forgive, and get some deliverance. And Jesus cleans us up through his deliverance, doesn't he? Yeah. Like I had an incident this morning. A guy came in here to working, and um, <clears throat> he had a bit of an altercation. And uh, he asked me to pray for him. And uh, I, I got him to forgive straight away and uh, prayed. And he did a big jerk as things come out. <laughs> he said, oh, I feel a lot better. That's washing the feet, man. Brother, if I didn't wash my feet over here and then I got in the bed, I'd be tracking in a lot of dirt. <laughs> That's for uh, sure. I walk outside and I said, man, my feet got dirty. I got to wash them every day. Of yeah. course. 
But folks, do we think about deliverance? No. We need it frequently in many cases. You don't take one bath for life, Sam, good to go. After a while, you're going to start stinking. Same way with deliverance. You know, you may need deliverance quite frequently. The good news is Jesus Christ came to set the captives free. Back to you, brother. Yes, and um, here, you know, a lot of things are coming by prayer. Um, if, if we submit to the righteousness that is of God, we can we can trust that, that, that God loves us. And these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love, the milk. We hope in the love of God, and we'll get the faith. Faith is made up of things hoped for. So if we have misplaced hope, then we're going to have misplaced faith. And we're set for shipwreck. So our faith, hope, love is our anchor. Um, once we have that firmly in our anchorage, we can firmly in our, um, in our heart, where we're rooted and grounded in the fact that God loves us and that God's will, he says it's someplace, he says it's his will to give us the kingdom. Well, how can you go against the will of God? His will, his pleasure to give us the kingdom. How can we spoil his pleasure? He wants to give us the kingdom. And the kingdom is when I cast out devils, you know, the kingdom has come. When I heal the sick, you know, the kingdom has come. The kingdom of come is kingdom coming is restoration. It's God's intention that through His Son He would make known to the principalities and powers His wisdom by restoring what was lost, seeking and finding what's lost and restoring it. And we have to give it time because it's a it's a process of restoration, uh, step by step, piece by piece. He says to Joshua in one place. I won't deliver you within a year because the, the beast will multiply against you. In other words, it's, it's, it's not going to be good for you in the eyes of love to deliver you straight away. And, you know, for those that are struggling, but be encouraged uh, that, that it's, a, it's a process, some of prayer and fasting, of, of getting prayer, um, of, of walking out of it step by step, where, uh, you know, some... People I, I prayed for got massive deliverance, nearly lost their personality. It was like nearly too much all at once. So um, if by patience we redeem our souls, by continuing, if we don't give up while doing good, we'll in due season reap. And this is the encouragement of the saints to, to keep going and, and don't be discouraged. And, you know, I have people say to me, I don't know why God uh, hasn't given me the victory. And and, and I look at that statement and go, well, let's understand that, that God has given us the victory, but, but we haven't received it yet. It's the victory. Uh, there's the promises of God, right? Oh, it's all done on the cross of Calvary. Yes, it is, but it's to be received. Like Joshua was given the promised land, you know. Did he walk in with his picnic basket, like with Yogi and Boo Boo? No. There's... there's there's giants there. He's got to go and fight and possess the land. So there's the promises, yes, by stripes we're healed, and there's possessing the stripes, 
possessing the promise. And that's two things. God plainly shows it through his messages in, in the Bible there that it's to be possessed. So um, there's the encouragement is to go, um, you know, the tribes of Israel. Some of the tribes had their promises before even entering the promised land. They had their inheritance. Some, by chapter 18, still hadn't, over seven tribes, still had not possessed their inheritance at chapter 18. But the ones who had received their inheritance, God said, go and help your brothers and sisters. And this is the job of those that have deliverance. Help your brothers and sisters get theirs. Joshua said to Israel, get up the mountain, don't be slack, and go and get your inheritance. Some have to go further to get their inheritance, uh, their deliverance, than, than others. So uh, those that are strong are to help the weak. Those that, um, those that are the weak need encouragement and understanding. And um, a reading there of Job's friends pointing the finger, it's bad to point, point the finger at the weak. You know, um, we, we should be seeking answers to help and, and not be pointing, oh, you've got an open door, it must be this. There's, there's too much I see of, um, I, I get people coming to me who are, who are being more abused in the, in, in the brothers and sisters than they were in the world because some, someone's bought a Bible and thinking they can use it to point a finger at everyone. So, so we, we have to, uh, we, we really should be working with... Um, with love, compassion, and helping, and understanding, it's not easy because it's frustrating if someone's chasing their deliverance and can't get it, or someone's taking a long time. But you know, we should be learning the gospel of peace, how to administrate the kingdom, not praying it on. Learn it. Learn how to use the milk. Learn how to use uh, the milk, and then you're doing the meat because the meat is for those that do it. Yes, we use the milk and we use the honey. Where the honey is the insight from Jesus, the opening of the eyes where Jonathan put the honey to his lips and his eyes were enlightened. This is the land of God's love and enlightenment, the land of milk and honey. So when we are praying for brothers and sisters, there's, I found there's too much assumptions. He's got that. He, she's got that. This one's got that. No, let's pray and ask God and see if we can be learn something and be guided to help our brother and sister out to, to get their deliverance. We can pray to milk to put to sleep the evil spirits that are, that are giving wrong doctrine into the minds of people. And um, we, can, um, we can ask uh, in prayer. There's, there's some great prayers to pray. Uh, we can look at one in Ephesians 3. If we go on further, um, uh we're saying that God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rules and authorities in the heavens. This is according. Now, this is the way it's known. This is according to his eternal purpose. You know, we're going along now doing this with the eternal purpose accomplished in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. In him, in him, we have boldness and confident access through faith in him. Faith in what? Faith in that Jesus owns the payback for the, his death on the cross and that we own it through inheritance being his children. This is faith in that that is the truth. So in faith in him. So then I ask you not to be discouraged over my 
afflictions on your behalf, for they are your glory. See, this is um, uh, Paul has stepped out and being afflicted uh, for their glory so they can be healed. He's uh, given his life to help them to be healed, for that's their glory is being healed. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every famine, family in heaven and earth is named. You're, everyone is in their right family. For those that have uh, issues with their parents and, and, and their family, you're there. You're there. God has put you there. So we work with our families. I pray that he may grant you. Now, here's the prayer. We pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory. This is the glorious payback for the blood loss, the bloodline loss. And the broken body means Jesus can't have children anymore. So the broken body and the blood go together to bring a glorious victory, a payback, and a glorious judgment on those that crucified Jesus. To be strengthened with power. There's a prayer. God, strengthen us with power. Amen. In the inner man, through his spirit, and that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith, I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love. We're not established in faith. We, we add to our faith um, virtue, uh, knowledge, um, uh, self-control, brotherly kindness, and it goes on to love. So to be rooted and established in love, that's the milk, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and height and depth of God's love. This is to be comprehended. Another place it says Jesus used the butter. It says in uh, Judges 5 that uh, she fed the enemy butter from a royal dish. It says uh, a virgin will have a son up in his eye there somewhere. And um, butter and honey shall he eat, so that he will know the good and reject the evil. This is why Jesus said, love God with all your heart, to stir up the love, that stir up in your heart the wonderful love that God has for us, and churn that around, churn it and stir it up, so that you make him practically like butter. And uh, this is the butter and honey, the, the insight that we would eat, so that we will know the discernment of good and evil. <clears throat> so to know the Messiah's love, that surpasses knowledge. Very interesting. To know love, to know about the love that surpasses knowledge. Yes, there's a lot to go. I know it's wrong, I know it's wrong. They got this, they got that. No, they don't. No, they don't. If they did, they can't apply it and get the person free. So here is the knowing that God's love surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled. This leads to the steps of being filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and Jesus Christ to all generations. That means this message is for everyone, forever and ever. Amen. So the, the um, prayer is that God would grant us according to the riches. The riches of the cross allow his righteousness. Another, another uh, 
definition of righteousness, right standing with God, falls short where righteousness, I believe, is that, but it is more. It is the right thing, the right way. There's a way. Grace, which they preach, you know, oh, grace, I can do it all like. Yeah, but grace rules through righteousness. God's not stupid. Grace rules. So grace is available for everyone, but is it ruling? Not a place for deliverance. It comes by grace that is sufficient. God is saying to Paul, not this way. You're going to get your deliverance through my grace, which is will do it. It's enough to do it. But grace rules through the right way, through righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ put on allows the judgment to fall. In We are saved by grace from that judgment, and that judgment toasts the devil, and we get free. I believe a lot of us are using used by the devil as human shields we're in the way of the judgment um, when we go to do our own self-righteousness we're getting in the way of the judgment we, it's not good enough it would never be good enough so I don't think a God drops his hand of judgment while we're in the way he waits hoping that everyone will turn and be saved so one of the ways to get your deliverance is to is to think about and receive by faith the righteousness that is of Jesus, recognizing that we're escaping the corruption that's in the world so that we can submit to the righteousness that is of God, sit at the table and call the judgment in boldly on, uh, on the ones who uh, have to pay for the blood and body. This is why the Apostle Paul said, if you sit there unrighteously, you, you'll get sick. So um, praise the Lord that, that, we, that we have a proper description of our job in the Scriptures. What we've got to do is a job at the church. First job is to get your own deliverance, get our deliverance. Uh, get, you know, like, remember Shannon all those years ago, eh? I, I rang you up and, um, and, you, and, and you really prayed for me and helped me and, and got me going. And, uh, we help each other. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, it's so good. Where it says, uh, perfect love cast out fear. Is Jesus perfect love? Of course he is. Has to be. No greater love is this than he gives his life for his friends. Well, how do you, how do you, um, how do you take that verse, perfect love cast out fear? What does that mean to you? That means that the, that the love of God is dealing with our enemies. He's dealing with the, the fear, because fear is actually faith in the negative, isn't it? It's, yes. It's, it's believing in the negative, you know? So, um, perfect love, uh, perfect love takes away the fear. You know, um, a kid can paint on the wall and, and think, you know, and, and, and really think that he's uh, going to get in trouble when dad comes home, you know. Mum might say, oh, dad's coming home and he's going to deal with you. And, and, and maybe that perfect love goes, the dad goes to the kid, oh, son, dad, don't worry about it. I'll help you paint the wall, you know. And, and it's... It melts the fear. 
and you know we all deserve the cross we all but god has made a way we're crucified we can only be crucified once we we get born again and we're counted as crucified we're, we're not the crucifier we're the crucified and and that's perfect love and um, the devil's trying to put the fear uh, because, you know, he put it on Adam and Eve, didn't he, in the garden. They misunderstood the doctrine of perfect love and hid from God. And did God toast them when he found them? Nah. He didn't toast them. He covered them. You know, what's pretty amazing to me is um, when some of Herod's group came over and approached Jesus, and they said something to the effect, Herod's looking for you. Go tell that old gray fox, silver fox, whatever. Um, today I cast out devils and tomorrow I do, do cures. And then I'm going to be lifted up. I'm paraphrasing. He was casting out devils, Jesus was, in healing the sick. Right up until he gave his life for you and I. If that's not love, I don't know what is. And he wants to set us free today. He wants to save us. He wants to deliver us from devils, and he's able to bring healing to the sick. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. It is amazing. And, and this is where, if, if we can rest, enter the rest. Um, what, what is entering the rest? It's the rooting and grounding in love that God loves us and enter into the rest that the king of the universe, the one who made the universe, loves us. And, and we've been corrupted and, he, and he's fixing that. The ultimate hope is the hope of the resurrection where we're so incorruptible and raised incorruptible. You know, we can relax till then and just hand over our cares to him because he cares for us, right? He's saving He's healing, and he's delivering. Look what kind of mess we got into as a human race with the fall of Adam and Eve. We had a death sentence on us. It brought in sickness that can bring death, premature death, and it opened up for demon infestation. Jesus came back and dealt with all three, didn't he? Yeah, and, and the more you look at the cross... The more amazing you can see the many-folded wisdom of God that's achieved through the cross. For instance, you know um, how he says he, he doesn't give man what you know, it's common to man, that what man can't bear. And um, Jesus couldn't bear the cross and the weight of it. And a man helped him. The demons didn't help him. So, so in in one respect, of a, a man sowed assistance to the Savior to carry the cross. Now, the judgment for that is a burden that they cannot bear. The flip side, the judgment for Satan is a burden he cannot bear. How about that? That's beautiful. When we apply that, I've tried it on the demons, man. You ought to try it one day. Hey, you demon, I lay on you the judgment of the cross, the weight, the burden of it. And <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> the spirits go, we cannot bear it. <laughs> <laughs> you can 
he can lay on them all the stations of the cross. Every single one of them has a remedy for us and a judgment on our enemies for a particular cause or need. For instance, those that are murderers can claim when Jesus was held captive in place of Barabbas. The, the prayer goes like, Dear Father God, I, I received the blessing of the cross where Jesus was held captive on my behalf to help me. Let our enemies trying to murder us be held captive now. Let them reap the cross. D, the law of sowing and reaping is eye for eye, tooth for tooth, burning for burning, stripe for stripe. What you see on the cross must come on Satan and his kingdom. They sowed it. And man who sides with Satan. Man, I wouldn't like to be dying guilty of the blood. Jesus even took Brabus' place, didn't he? Yes, and that deals with murder. And every single other part deals with something. <laughs> what about the thief on the cross? He was a thief. The thief over there. Yeah, he was a thief under the curse of Zechariah 5, the flying scroll, that he'll have no household. He died for the prostitute, Mary Magdalene. The and thief, on and on, and on know, we can thief, go. The, the thief accepted his crucifixion. Those that lose their life will gain it. We have to take up our cross. What is our cross? It's where we are crucified with Jesus. He's given us an individual cross, but it's a weapon stick. We take up our cross and follow him, and we can use it to execute judgment on the enemies, mm. the demons. And Take up your judgment stick and follow him. Because it's a payback. He's given us a right of payback by being accounted as crucified. Pretty amazing. That's real amazing. You can Boy, make those deep. things like, you can make those spirits. You know, we I've had, uh, you know, been out of Peter Johnson's and, and uh, <laughs> we had a lady there and we said, we crucify you demons. We execute you, the crucifixion. And her hands went out in the shape of the crucifixion. The head went back and the spirits left in a big scream. Wow. See, Jesus was forced out of his body. He was not condemned to die, so he lived in a body that was totally pulped, totally destroyed. It was beyond death, and he was still alive in that body. It says he was marred more than any man, because men would die at points where he didn't die. He, he was beat by demonized humans unrestrained. So he, he, he's forced out of his body. With no doubt, he had to get out of it. No chance of uh, healing. So um, the demons have to leave his body. He was forced out of his body. Now they are forced out of his body, see, in judgment of the cross. We're the body of Christ, aren't we? Yeah, so they have to come out because they have to suffer the penalty of coming out of the body for causing Jesus to come out of his. Wow. I never this heard that one. That's deep. It's making them reap, man. Mm. That, and this is the job of the church, is to show this to them. God's good pleasure. He's laughing at them as they reap 
you know, it says they they had have known they wouldn't have crucified him. Why? Because it's come back up and bitten them. It's biting them. Wow. That's amazing. Revelation. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic because you can use it with boldness when you do deliverance. You know, you just do self-deliverance. Hey, this is a, who owns this body? Start asking that question. Come out. Who owns it? And uh, get out of there. Uh, you have to come out. Jesus was forced to out. You have to come out now. You reap what you sowed. You reap it. Oh, God, let them reap the cross. Another one is, uh, you know, the love, the milk. Um, I believe God is showing the whole of creation how much he loves us. And there's two ways you can learn that love, learn about the love. One is be saved by it. You're going to be entering into the joy of the Lord and love, love and knowing it that way. And the other way is to be shown the pain that Jesus suffered for us. So God will show the evil spirits and men who side with the evil spirits how much he loved us by them experiencing the pain that he suffered for us. Uh, I wouldn't want to learn it that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's the example of Moses lifting up the snake in the wilderness. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people say that's Jesus because Jesus became sin, but no, it's not. I believe it's the serpent. And when the serpent is receiving his judgment, right, Jesus didn't burn on the cross, right, but the snake was burning. So um, up in Leviticus, it, it says a memorial by fire on the showbread. So um, the snake, snake being judged on the pole and uh, the people got healed from the snake bites. That's showing deliverance by judgment. Wow. Mm. Cool, eh? That's pretty amazing. Putting the judgment on yeah. the enemy. Yes, you'll get your deliverance. God wants Satan to pay. And he's paying over and over and over and over because people are being born every day. Every sin confessed at the cross goes to Satan's account for putting Jesus on the cross <coughs> and men who side with him. We'll find that Judas was crucified. He was hung from a tree. And uh, he was done away with straight away. But Satan is still reaping what he set in motion because of the eternal nature of angels. I wonder if we could say demons come out in Jesus' name and receive the judgment of the Lord and go burn on the cross. Amen. Be crucified. You can say that. Wow. You can also say... Dear God, let the angels administer what Jesus suffered in the crown of thorns. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you get the person to ask, um, Dear Father God, I receive the blessing of the cross where Jesus suffered the crown of thorns. Let that be to my account. <laughs> wow. But the David's go, no. No. This is deep, folks. This is uh, This is revelation right here. This is awesome. You can you can pray that type of prayer for every part of the cross. You know, we, we feed them the bitter gall. You know, um, God, feed these spirits the bitter gall like Jesus was made to taste it. Um, the, you know, I've had the demons bragging and then fed them the bitter gall and they start crying. 
(laughs) (laughs) They don't like it. Somehow, spiritually, you know, we have an earthly body and we have a terrestrial body, spiritual body. So in the spirit body that these demons, they don't have a physical body, they're receiving these judgments in the spirit body. Jesus received the judgment in the flesh and the spirit in the body. So the spirit received the stripes just as much as the fleshly body received the stripes. I've used that one before. Loose the angels of God to administer scourging on the demons and put a crown of thorns on their head in Jesus' name. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like that too much. They love love that, don't they? You know, if you've got the ear of God and He's sending the He's sending the kingdom and He's a, 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 you know anointing you with some power to order the kingdom, you can you can do a lot of damage. Like, you know, providing the motive is love. Yes. And, and the, the, you know, uh, works through righteousness. See, love is righteous. So, motive's got to be correct there. And, yes. Um, <laughs> just talking to people, they're manifesting. You know, and. Um, and the kingdoms, you know, Jesus, you know, the lady with the uh, issue of blood, Jesus didn't even know what happened. The kingdom was at work without him knowing, really. He, his perceived power went out, but he didn't know what for until she turned up and told him. So God's pleasure even um, went in front of um, what Jesus knew about what was happening. So, so you know, you can get the power, you just fast and pray. Uh, fast and pray and and be add virtue to our faith like be virtuous be be correct try and be correct you know and um, God has given the power to the faithful without faithfulness you know you can't please God so and um, then practice the milk practice the love helping people for the motive of love and uh, then through practice, one can get sharpened and do a lot, many exploits, and then it becomes a bit of fun. Then sometimes, it's demon going to me the other day. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? And, uh, I said, I don't know, but that doesn't count. You know, you come out. <laughs> you know, you uh, you look at me. You know who I am. And he said, you're in the way. She's got to die. So no, she can't die. We got the keys to the kingdom of death. The king. We got keys to death through the kingdom. We're not going to let her die. You can't do it either. We've got the keys. So you can save people from suicide that way. You, how how would you pray? For suicide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'm straight up with the suicide people. Straight up. It's not the answer. You could you could end up in hell. Yes. How are you going to repent? How are you going to be repent for murder? And murderers don't enter the kingdom of heaven if you murder yourself. Right. <clears throat> so you know, don't do that. That's why the devil wants you to kill yourself. Die for Jesus and live and make your death count. You know, die that way and live and make your death count. Commit yourself to God to do His work. Now. He asked God for forgiveness. We start forgiving first everyone. It all starts with forgiveness, right? If you, right. If you're, you're not going to forgive, you're going to forget the rest. Don't worry about it. 
you know, you have to forgive, don't you? Yes. And um, basically, suicide comes out of the roots of disappointment, hopelessness, disappointment. So a new appointment has to come and a new day. And then we get the forgiveness. How do we do forgiveness? Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So we do the forgiveness as a decision, not a feeling. We feel terrible. But we say, God, take it off the record. We pray with an earnest heart, virtue. God, I don't want it held against them. I don't want them going to hell because of what they did to me. I release it. Please forgive them. A heartfelt release. Because some people forgive people and then think God's going to crunch them anyway. And that's not forgiveness. That's, I don't think it is. Forgiveness is, God, blot it out. Don't hold it against them. And uh, this is a deep felt. You know, the more you hurt and the more you forgive that way, the more glory you give to God because you're doing it because you realize that he loves you and he died for you anyway and he's forgiving you. So the people that are challenged with the worst things that have happened to them actually have the greatest chance to honor God with their forgiveness. It upsets the devil because, you know, the uh, uh, devil wants people unforgiven, so he's got access. Tor the tormentors can come in. So big one. That's the big one. It's a simple one, but it, it's not that easy. Not that easy. So I start with that and then uh, ask all the O's be forgiven because you can't get the O's forgiven unless you've forgiven. And then we give God all the O's and ask that they be forgiven, the ones that are hurting them. Then we, we, we come against anything, cursing them and um, ask that they be separated from the connection to all evil and cast out what's coming against them to kill themselves. So you would focus straight in on whatever spirit's there. Don't try and name them. I don't try. Um, we don't know what's there. So we just go, whatever's trying to get this person to kill himself, you be judged. We call the judgment of the cross on you. You come out of them. You can't do that. We turn the keys of death and hell against you. You come out. You can't do that to them anymore. God, fill them full of the love. Put them to sleep. Let them be executed with the judgment of the cross and come out of them. Then we, then we start talking, you know, about a new hope, something special, because everyone is marvelously and specially made, aren't they? We've all got different fingerprints. So I, I start going to people, why don't you pray and ask God what you've been made for, what you've been equipped to do, and, and what commit your way and ask God who loves you to show you your plans for the future. And go for it step by step and congratulate yourself as you step out of it. Because, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire gained is a tree of life. So there we have the wisdom out of Proverbs. So a desire gained doesn't say a big one. It can be a little one. Posting a letter, recontacting with a relative, anything. You know, putting the job interview papers in. I don't know. And then we pray the milk on all the enemies, making the person disappointed with life and ask God to put to sleep all the demons at work in everyone that they are interacting with. Have communion and receive our inheritance of the saints today, our blessings as from the riches in glory. Ask God to show us and be grant us to know the truth.
And in this way, you know, a person who's going to end their life can walk out of it. But remember, the promises to God are for the humble. Yes, there are ones that no matter how much you talk, know it all. But it's the humble. Uh, the land of Canaan means low land. God is asking. He gives grace to the humble, right? But he resists the proud. So we don't want God resisting us. He loves us. Bow and kneel to God and ask him to help us. And amazing things can happen. There's, there's many testimonies, right? <laughs> Amen. Major deliverances, folks. Healings. Salvation. When you thought that that person was never going to come around to Christ. Don't quit. Allow God to use you as his vessel of honor in these last days and see exploits done in Jesus' name. Amen. Because, you know, the motive of Satan, a lot of people say he hates us because we're in the image of God. Yeah, that's one thing. But I, I believe it's this too. Man and Satan killed Jesus. The judgment of eternal death is for the blood of Jesus, for killing the eternal son, I believe. And Satan wants to pass that judgment to as many men as he can. He wants people to die in their sin and pay for the cross. When a man does that, Satan doesn't have to pay that part of the cross. The partner took it. But when a person confesses and gets born again and their sin goes to the cross, the damage of the cross goes up. The penalty goes up on to the sin, goes on Satan. I think it's either uh, Jeremiah 34 or Ezekiel 34. I will take the stony hearts of... I'm sorry, I hit a button and it cranked up an audio. I apologize for that. We are live. That's, that's Peter, all right. Peter, please yeah, so, uh, repeat that. I'm sorry. Yeah, so the uh, uh, the judgment of the cross goes on Satan's account when when a person is, uh, dies in the arms of Jesus in his family. I believe the book of life is the book of the family bloodline of Jesus. So it uh, has to be because he is the life. So um, Satan is trying as hard as he can and he get a person to kill themselves, then they're going to pay for the blood of Jesus. Yeah, and uh, they're outside. And uh, that's why the devil's fighting so hard, get people to kill themselves. So we have to two things. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And that's all you got to do, man. Resist too, but it's not that easy. But that's the two basic things, isn't it? That's right. Resist his action, folks. Yep. we got to say, no, demon. You're not taking me and my family, your prisoner. Yep. Any longer. We're breaking free. Was, um, amen. And, I, you know, I had someone that, you know, was like, I don't know, a lot of people might have identified with being lovesick. Uh, this person had a, a partner and um, they weren't just uh, boyfriend, girlfriend sort of thing, but it, it, it split up. And uh, one of them was so grieved, crying all day and night. And um, <coughs> we prayed for the person. And um, at one point, the, the, the person praying for dug in and, and, and fought like with everything and, and, and renounced the, 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 the partner that had rejected in terms of renounced the relationship and handed it over. 
and the spirits came out in such a stream, there was vomit went everywhere. Wow. Now they don't feel hooked. They can get up and, and go on and, and having got that lovesick thing going on caused by evil spirits. This is the soul tie in love. So uh, this is where we have to resist, not just the person ministering. Those that are trying to get free, uh, like seeking freedom, can align themselves when two or more agree, you know, try and align with the resisting, do the resisting part, and uh, really from the heart resist. It's God seeing the heart right. The devil has to flee when we resist. That's right. Yes, he does, folks. Peter, powerful teaching tonight. I'm enjoying cool. these programs with you, my brother. Um, if you're coming in late, we'll have this up in the archive tonight. And we're going to get Peter Whiffin back. Where did the time go, brother? Oh, it's amazing <laughs> where it goes. Yeah. Woo! Just talking about a couple of small subjects, you know, and it goes. Well, Duh. there's more where this came from. Before we close in prayer, Peter, I want you to give out your contact information. You've got some websites. You also have a thing called the Names Amplification Bible. Tell us about your website and the Bible and how people can support your ministry. Okay, I've got uh, hiskingdomstable.com, and I've got a, a booklet there, free download, of course, everything free there, um, uh, Deliverances at the Table. It talks about the milk and honey, talks about why there's a table set up in the presence of our enemies, and, and it covers a lot of things. It's basically mostly just scripture with small commentary, and it's a really helpful book. It's been downloaded many times. Um I did a project called the Names Amplification Bible, which 17% of the words in the Bible, 2,500 in the King James roughly, are names. And uh, I realized we didn't know the meaning of those names, so how can we know the color of God's message? So uh, we spent about five years putting that together in, in a Bible, which is now printed in hard copy. For those that like a free copy of that, they can come to my email, which is Peter Whiffen at hotmail.com uh, W H for Harry I for Igloo F for Fred F for Fred I for Igloo N for Nally at hotmail.com Peter Whiffen and uh, I send you a free copy of the PDF but for those that want a hard copy you can buy one and it's uh, it's about $30 plus shipping and uh, it's a little bit to ship it overseas but anyway it's there I've got some copies here and it's such a helpful to book to uh get the revelations we need in these la last days so yeah there's a website for that too uh, uh names amplification bible.com peter do you also make appointments uh and do deliverance with people over skype yeah you can contact me on facebook peter whiffin at facebook w-h-i-f-f-i-n and uh you book something in and we'll connect either on facebook now which is pretty good or skype and uh, we're getting uh, calls nearly every day. Um, prayed a lot wow. over Christmas for people, and uh, uh, it's trying to help as many as come along. And uh, I believe God sends those that need, you know, need have a need, and we try and meet it. 
no charge, everything free. So, uh, Praise God, free, my so. brother. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that um, yeah. in the near future, maybe you might do a conference in Gold Coast? Yeah, um, we've been uh, talking to uh, the guys here. We've got, you know, Peter, who's amazing, and, and Jimmy, and uh, others others that are there. Um, and uh, we're looking, we've got a little church up the road. We're looking to book and uh, have a conference. So we might that do is- one a month or something. Wow, brother, that would be amazing. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Folks, spread the word. And uh, please share this program tonight with your friends. Get over to Peter's website. Also, his kingdom's table. Yeah. .com? .com. .com. Fantastic. Peter, would you like to close us out in prayer? Amen. And um, uh, thank you very much, Shannon, and uh, for uh, the opportunity to uh, to talk and the platform to, you know, to get the, uh, the truth out. There's so much information out there that... Uh, we can just sift it and, and get to the core truth issues and stay with those, we can uh, we can go a long way. But anyway, praise the Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the time tonight and for the everyone who listened, everyone who will listen, and for all the saints. We thank you for them and we ask that your love and care and the blessing, peace and joy, love, soundness of mind, all the, the good things from you come upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. I say amen to that. Brother, let me know what your next date is. Tell me if you got anything available for next week. All right. I, I can do the same time. You want to do the same time. Same time next week? Yeah. Let's do it. We'll see you. All right. Uh, 5.30 your time, Gold Coast. Is that right? That's right. Okay, and, folks. Uh, and by the way, the, the daughter's had the baby, so now I'm going to go up to the hospital. It's here. Dude. Baby's here. Congratulations, brother. We plead the blood of Jesus over that baby. And we thank you, Amen. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Congrats, my brother. Do you, do you know if it's a boy or girl? A girl. All yeah, right. <laughs> You're a granddaddy again. Off to see everybody will be at the hospital. So. Have a good one, my brother. God bless you. Okay. And bless everyone else, too. Praise the Lord for you all. Amen. Amen. Congrats to Peter Whiffin. He's a granddad again. That's fantastic. Makes number two. Amazing. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.